Hey ladies, welcome to Yes and Amen, where we talk about growing in our faith with biblical truths, real life testimonies, and meditating on God's word. Now I'm your host, Priscilla's Pearl Dominguez. Let's get it. All right, y'all, we are back with another episode of Yes and Amen. And today we have a good friend of mine named Connie. Y'all may or may not know her, but Connie, welcome. So glad to have you here today, girl. Um, hey, y'all, you may know me as Conscious, Conscious Core. Oh. I go by Connie, too. <laughs> yes, girl, I'm so glad to have you here. I'm going to read a little bit about her, um, and then we're going to get started. Conscious, such a like powerful <laughs> name. That's why I just be saying Connie. I'm like, woof. Conscious is, <laughs> is a Baton Rouge, Louisiana native and Louisiana State University graduate. Come on, Louisiana. She's currently living in Harlem, New York, where she teaches Harlem's youth in ELA. She is the founder of a women's training and empowerment program called Women in Deliverance, where she helps women around the world understand, receive, and walk in the power of deliverance and discipleship. Come on. She is also the founder of a new and unique nonprofit organization called Flamingo Trauma Recovery that merges mental health services and Bible-based learning to address the disparities for women of color who are looking for access to affordable and relevant mental health care. Yes, we need that. She is the author of A Chaos Turn Kairos and Hearts Connecting the Doors Between Hope, Disappointment, and Healing, which you can both uh, find both of them on Amazon. You out here. Come on, bio. Yes, why thank you. I thank you. You know, (laughs) the Lord be working. I made a typo. It's connecting the dots between hope, disappointment. Clearly, I'm a writer, y'all. I promise. But I <laughs> definitely made a typo. So that well, thank was my God fault. we will put that in the notes, and we're gonna make sure that it's correct for y'all to see on the podcast. Um, but yeah, we, you know, today's, you know, she does a lot of amazing things, and uh, I talked earlier in her bio about uh, the ministry that she has, which is Women in Deliverance, um, which I have been a part of. I've had the joy and privilege to be a part of, and. It really is powerful. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, deliverance. Uh, and some of y'all be, may be like, what's, what's that? You know, like I've heard about, yes, God delivers. You know, he delivered uh, Moses and the people out of Egypt. There's deliverance. That word is all over the Bible, right? Um, but we're specifically today talking about deliver- deliverance ministry um, and what that looks like in regards to the freedom that we get to live in. Um, I think, you know, we love to quote a lot of scripture in the Bible about being free and free indeed and being free in Christ, which are all true things. Um, But there's also things that involve freedom. There's a process, there's a journey to freedom um, that we also have to partake in, right? There's there's things that we get to do uh, with God and the Holy Spirit in order to actually experience the freedom uh, that he wants for us and that is available to us. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today, deliverance, uh, what it entails, what it's all about, uh, what churches are doing with it, what they're not doing with it. And here, we're going to hear a testimony from Connie. So we're going to first talk about literally just simply what is deliverance? Yeah, so um, that question, what is deliverance? I've been in deliverance for about five years now. And that question is is new to me every time. Um, trying to figure out how to describe what deliverance is to people who may either already uh, have a uh, an idea of what it is or people who don't know what it is at all and then you have people who have a negative 
interaction and counter with deliverance and those things exist. So I want to take all of that into account when I, when I say what is deliverance. Um, one of the easiest ways to define it is salvation. Like if you literally look at the meaning of the word uh, deliverance in the original Greek, it means salvation. Um, but it does not necessarily mean the salvation of your soul in terms of eternity. And I think that that's where a lot of people get confused about what deliverance is and why deliverance is necessary, because we know Jesus to be the savior of our soul um, by grace through faith. Um, and in that way, he does. He has delivered us out of um, destruction and eternal damnation. Right. Um, but when we talk about deliverance ministry, um, it's not an issue of salvation. It's more of um, all of those other ways that deliverance is used in scripture. So that would be um, to be set free from something, to be rescued, to be brought out of something. Preview mentioned the um, children of Israel being delivered out of Egypt. So um, the standing of the children of Israel, their, their standing with God was, isn't what was in question. It was more so what was oppressing them. So um, when we think of deliverance, we're talking about uh, God setting his people free from things that have oppressed them externally or free from things that have oppressed them in the mind, internally, in the soul, in the heart. What is putting pressure on you or binding you or keeping you from being all that God has called you to be, doing all that God has called you to do, thinking and feeling all that God wants you to think and feel. Amen. I think when I think of it too, it's like a lot, of, like the word stuck comes, comes to mind. Mm -hmm. It's like going from uh, stuck to unstuck. Right. Because yeah. there are things that we have been praying for all our life, <laughs> there are things that we we want to be free of. Lord, why can't I stop doing the sin? Why can't I stop? Um, why did I why am I doing the exact same thing my mother did and my grandmother did and my great grandmother mm -hmm. did? Like there are things that we ask God about or we question God about or we even question our faith around mm -hmm. um, in realizing that it's because we're living in bondage of those things. And although we are saved, hallelujah, but by Jesus, um, there is something else we need to do. There's a step we get to do um, and enter into, um, you know, a relationship with Jesus where we're willing to be um, present with like what, who we need to forgive present with what we need to disagree with now that we've agreed with and throughout our life, um, mm -hmm. and receive a ministering <laughs> over mm -hmm. us to actually live out that freedom. Cause there's just so many things we're stuck in. I feel like, especially we think of like now at the beginning of the year, 2021, um, I'm sure people are like, I want to like, you know, people used to make fun of people be like new year, new me. And it's like, it's, it's, that's what deliverance is. It's a new you, um, be based on like what now you can re remove and rebuke out of your life. Um, and it's not based on January 1st. It's actually based on the power of prayer and the power of, of G the name of Jesus. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's just, it's, it's not the most, like, I would say like, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's kind of, I'm going to say the word weird, right? Like it's not a normal, I guess you could say experience. Hopefully one day it can be a normal experience in the body of Christ because, um, I know we've talked about that, like to, that this would be something that we do, like how we pray for people at church and how we mm -hmm. take communion. Like this can be a, a normal quote unquote part of what the body of Christ does when gathering together or when gathering in small spaces that deliverance would occur. 
um, or deliverance ministry would but would be a part of that. Uh, but for now, I think there's a huge like scare or like, whoa, that's super like supernatural or like, you know, that that sounds crazy to me. Like you're speaking in tongues. Like people just get freaked out <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's such a that in itself, that's that I think that in itself shows us how important it is and how much God wants it because the enemy is trying so hard for Christians to think to have a bad point of view of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just such an important thing, yeah, for us to like um, submit to and like renew our minds about. Yeah, I mean, I think about salvation at like let's if I think it's best to understand deliverance through the lens of the gospel and salvation and salvation affords us the opportunity to get to know God, to have a relationship. So we have to recognize that there is a lot about God that we don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, We learn religion quicker very often than we actually learn who God is. So when introducing the ministry of deliverance to people, it's also introducing God as a deliverer to people. Um, People know God, the judge, they know God, the savior, they know God, um, you know, the one who has all vengeance, but a lot of people don't know God, the deliverer, and that shapes how they see God, that shapes how they see suffering and trouble, and, and um, even what they think uh, the, the meaning of living this life is. So, um, you know, you mentioned like new year, new me, becoming a new person through the removal of things. When I think about deliverance, I think about, um, the fact that when God created us, he created us in his image and in his likeness, we were who we were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But there are so many things that um, through the, the acts of our ancestors, through uh, what I, the things that our parents have done, um, and then eventually through the things that we do that become a part of our lives yes. um, connected to us. So then deliverance is really just the removal, the taking off Mm -hmm. of the things that have become attached to us so that we can be how God designed us to be as a reflection of him and a reflection of his kingdom. Returning to like who he intended for in the garden, like who he intended. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do you feel like is the result? What What do you feel like is the result of when Christians are saved, right? Like when people choose to live their life for Jesus, but then don't choose, um, to, to, to experience deliverance or receive deliverance ministry or to, to go, to go deeper in that, like, what is, what is then the result of that Christian life or living? Mm, Yeah. So that's a beautiful question. Um, I think it's, I think I first want to say that there are some people who don't choose God as deliverer. There are some people who are not taught God, the deliverer. Mm -hmm. And I want to make that distinguished uh distinguish is distinguishment a word i'm gonna use it anyway (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna take my creative rights but to uh distinguish the two because people want god the deliverer they just Mm -hmm. don't know that um that it's biblically sound right they don't know that it even exists Mm -hmm. so the result of living a saved life but undelivered i think the primary um result of it is uh, a works-based mentality. Mm. Um, There is confusion would probably be like my second one, because now you have to reconcile if God is um, so good, 
then why am I experiencing how I, or what I'm experiencing? If God is the Prince of Peace, then why am I not experiencing peace? If he would, um, if he is the type of God that gives me uh, joy, unspeakable joy, then why do I have trouble walking in this joy? Um, especially people who are um, experiencing mental troubles, right? It's like, if I'm a Christian, then why am I experiencing all of this happening up here? Like, what is the point? So there's that confusion piece. But more than that, there is a use. I, I believe that um, deliverance gives you such a, a insight into what the grace of God is mm-hmm. and what the grace of God is for, where you can operate at a supernatural level, a, le- a God level. You can operate at a God level mm-hmm. without trying. But outside of deliverance, you are putting forth the effort to try to Mm -hmm. operate at a God level, not knowing that there are forces that are resisting you. There um, are things in your bloodline that um, resist you. And I think that in being a believer, we, we learn how to wrestle with these forces because we don't know that God is a God who will deliver us from those forces so that we can walk as he designed us to walk at that kingdom supernatural level mm-hmm. without breaking a sweat. Yeah. Um, there are things that we have to deal with in the flesh, you know, that creates some, some struggle. We have to learn how to uh, crucify the flesh and, and um, really die to the flesh. Mm-hmm. But a lot of what people deal with is not a flesh issue. Mm-hmm. And so um, people are trying to figure out how to uh, look like God Mm-hmm. And it's, it's stressing them out. It's stressing you out. Yeah. You mad, you confused. Some people are probably at the brink of just not believing anymore because it's too hard. Mm-hmm. And, and the truth is that living this life, walking this walk is very, very hard and we cannot do it without the grace of God. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And people end up condemning themselves too like mm-hmm. which is so heartbreaking um and yeah I mean even what you were saying earlier that's that's that is true like I even forget that like I for example maybe what like a year and a half ago is like when I met you <laughs> and when um uh, I ended up at your house not knowing that I was going to deliver it session right <laughs> but like before that I grew up in the church I have been part of uh, churches as an adult um and yet like you know my early adulthood I like left the church for a few years but I returned I've been part of the church like felt pretty committed to like my faith and God. Um, but, you know, in some ways like oblivious, right. To this, um, to this access that Jesus gives me. Um, and it, and in some ways, when I think back on it, it makes me a little sad because I was like, wow, it's, it's in the scripture. Like Jesus stay rebuking people in, in his ministry. Like if I'm going to say he does anything, he does 90%. <laughs> of what he's Mm -hmm. doing is um, rebuking, you know, unclean spirits and demons out of people. And it's just kind of, not that it goes unnoticed, but it's like, how did I miss that (laughs) this whole Mm -hmm. time? And like, I had read those things over and over and over and over again. Um, Mm -hmm. And then that goes to connection of like the next um, question of just like churches and leadership and what they talk about the deliverance or what they don't talk about deliverance. I know for me, like I've mainly been part of churches who, when they talk about um, uh, demonic things or or Satan or or uh, you know unclean spirits, all that stuff, it was more so like um, 
you know, uh, you can, you can like rebuke that and like walk away. It was very Mm -hmm. like temporary things that you can do to like rebuke it. But it's like, but that, that thing keep coming back, (laughs) you know? So it's Mm -hmm. like, is there a way, you know, are there ways to like, um, what is it that keeps bringing them back? Is it something in me? Like there was just so many things that I didn't, I guess, think about or question or go deeper in. I would just go based on what I was being taught or being, uh, what I would hear. Um, and especially even in the, in the idea of like a deliverance ministry, which I mean, I personally don't know a lot of churches that do have that. I know you like have introduced me to a few, but I just don't know a lot that have that kind of ministry. Um, even within, even churches that have prayer ministries, you know? Um, and so it's such a, it's think something to me more than anything. Like I'm sure other people feel other ways, but like, it makes me sad to see um, churches not engaging in this kind of spiritual work for their body. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, nowadays I'm like, there's so many things that we're focused on. Like, I mean, you know, not not too much now because people aren't meeting that much in person, but like lights and like, you know, how many mm-hmm. people are all this stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> y'all, people are being tormented in their minds and mm-hmm. their spirits. People are like, you know, having suicidal, like it's just, Real mm-hmm. things are happening beyond like this, this, all these like, I don't know, temporary, insignificant kind of things that we're like focusing on as the body of Christ when it comes to like church and, and ministry and community. Um, and so what do you feel like? Why is it that churches like, I would say either scare away from or don't engage in that or and it's like and it's churches that got like, you know, pastors that got their MDiv that you know mm. supposedly know their theology all that stuff and it's just like you're choosing mm. to not include that um like why you know uh, and I, I think that that pertains to both churches and ministries because we can't just put the responsibility like you have a church there are also ministries that are not churches and it's like why don't why do they choose to not engage or why don't they engage mm-hmm. in these things what like what do you think mm-hmm. about yeah so I have a lot of thoughts about that um the first thing uh, you mentioned after uh, receiving deliverance, being able to go back and see all of these accounts of Jesus in ministry, specifically in deliverance. And I think that um, the reason for that is because of how a lot of believers generally read the scripture as a, this is what Jesus did for them, not what Jesus needs to do for me. So um, I think that when you come to a gathering of Christians it's like that Spider-Man meme where two Spider-Mans looking at each other, pointing at each other. And it's like, we can say you got that spirit of, mm-hmm. but in order for me to legitimately say that you got that spirit of, and to deal with that spirit, I have to acknowledge that at some point there was something in me that needed to be dealt with. And a lot of people don't have that story of something in me being dealt with, you know? So, um, I think about the fact that a lot of people in Christianity, and I'm not even saying worldwide Christianity, I'm going to say American Christianity are connected to the religion and are connected to the elitism and uh, really the privilege of Christianity and are not connected to why Jesus came. Because if we are really looking at why Jesus came, that means that I'm looking at my need. I'm not looking at your shortcoming. And if I'm looking at your shortcoming, it's because God wants to address a need through me. 
So this, uh, two things, this reconciling the gospel and the elitism that's in the church where we, without thinking, are trying to figure out who is really saved and who is not. Mm. And it's super easy to say, well, you're not really saved if you need X, Y, and Z, but that's not Mm -hmm. why Jesus came. Mm -hmm. Jesus came so that we could say I'm saved because I need it. So a lack of awareness of not just the needs of the sheep, but the needs of the shepherd. Mm -hmm. Pastors need deliverance too. Mm-hmm. apostles pro- prophets evangelists oh, which is absent in a lot of churches mm-hmm. all need leaders need deliverance right um and in order for people to lead effectively uh when we're talking about the sheep they need deliverance so that they can move into that level of leadership um that god wants them to to move in so it's like it's like a cycle if we're not uh, aware of our need then we can't teach in that in that uh teach what people need um and i think also there's a fear of losing the lost because we don't recognize that the deliverance in salvation is paired with the deliverance from uh spiritual oppression so it happens at the same time a lot of times for salvation but it's still like something that it's like a gift that keeps giving mm-hmm. um and if you don't recognize that you know, Jesus uh, breaking the power of death and the grave, it continues to him breaking the power of principalities and powers, uh, rulers, everything that's listed in Second Corinthians chapter 10. Um, and I would say read the whole chapter, specifically verse uh, three through six. God is in the business of breaking powers. Mm-hmm. that are trying to rule over um, his people because we are um, we are in earth. Like there is a lot of scripture. Like when you put the pieces together, it makes sense um, what's actually happening here. For Satan, a lot of people say, you know, they understand that Satan is uh, the prince of the power of the air. But what does that mean? Mm. You know, God is the king of kings, but Satan is the prince of the power of the air. What, why would it? the bible itself call it's not like satan was calling himself this mm-hmm. it's like it was it's a principle it is a law that this is who he is to us right and being in the earth means that we are uh there are there there's a not a choice but there are different powers that we can be subject to so you can be subject to the power of the prince of the air right or you could be subject to the power of the most high God. Mm-hmm. And, and then there are other powers, right? That we have to make choices all throughout our, our Christianity um, of who we're gonna bow to. Um, if we are gonna be given to idols, like it's it's a principle. Mm-hmm. So when we think about, I don't even know where I am now, I've just been talking, but when we think about, um, uh, Shoot, I don't know. I got excited. Um, but if I go back to the question, <laughs> fear of losing the loss, fear of losing the loss. I know that was the point I was on. It's about um, just not being able to explain to people that um, the, the different facets of what it means to walk this Christian mm-hmm. life and not wanting to lose people with the, the uh, what's the word? 
how expressive deliverance can get or how um, confusing it can get. It takes a lot of teaching to mm-hmm. uh, uh, to get people to the point where they understand. And I think uh, Sunday service has not necessarily been a place for teaching. It's been a place for encouragement mm-hmm. with a little bit of teaching or mm-hmm. exhortation with a little bit of teaching. Um, so, and, and that's not necessarily a problem but I do think that um, for whatever reasons, creating spaces where people can be taught and not be scared off and connect. I, I got uh, so many thoughts. <laughs> connect what it meant to come to Christ in the beginning anyway. Yeah. Like, did I come to Christ so that I don't go to hell? Mm. Because what, what does that mean for the rest of my life? Right. If I came to Christ so I don't go to hell. Did I come to Christ so that I could, um, I don't know, get in the the church club, Mm -hmm. you know, if so, like, what does that mean for the things that I have been connected to my entire life? Like, there is so much that needs to be consistent from the beginning of receiving the gospel, which I don't know that many Christians have received the gospel. I think that people have joined churches. Mm. Um, so this, these things need to be consistent. Hearing the gospel, understanding why Jesus had to come and then receiving Jesus as the bread of life every day and not just on Sunday mm. or days that you're serving or Christmas, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that that's why, um, although, you know, you were talking about like preaching of like exhortation and, uh, encouragement and, and stuff like that, like that is helpful, but I think like it needs to be balanced out with teaching, right? Like mm-hmm. every Sunday should not be a TED talk or a motivational um, speech. Mm-hmm. Um, there needs to be teaching because like I said, people are going through real things. Um, you know, I've been praying all year long, like last year for the church, because I just was hurting um, and seeing churches still so focused on like doing their Sunday service on, on, on YouTube and all this stuff. I'm like the world, 300,000 people died this year in America, mm-hmm. right? That means there are 300,000 plus family members and friends and people confused not understanding and then there's people that didn't even didn't even know people who passed away who are hurting and broken and confused in the dark and like there's just so much going on and sometimes like you know encouragement is cute but it's not gonna get me Mm. it's not gonna get me by um and that's why it's like the teaching and because also what the teaching does it it takes you to the word so you can do it you can figure out yourself and the Holy Spirit can teach. And inspiration mm-hmm. just like inspires you for a moment. It's kind of just like a temporary kind of like cookie that you're enjoying mm-hmm. versus like something, a meal that you can digest and like process through, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and those are two different things. And and I think there, there gets to be a balance in the body of Christ. Uh, but I think we're, we're doing too much of the other thing. We're eating a lot mm-hmm. of cookies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I mean, cookies are good, but... <laughs> I, we need a whole meal sometimes. Um, so yeah, and I think, like I said, like it, it makes me sad, but I am also like just encouraged. I'm encouraged, you know, that I met you and that I met you in Jermaine. Um, and that you guys are doing what you're doing. And then even just learning through you that there are other people doing 
um, this work throughout the country in different ways, um, but still so little, right? It's like still very few people, not that you're doing little work, but very few people um, mm-hmm. are doing it. Uh, and it's not easy because, right, yeah, you've trained a whole bunch of people and there's still people that haven't necessarily like um, started doing their own thing or doing their own deliverance ministry through what they're doing because it's not an easy thing. Like this mm-hmm. is battling darkness. Like I'm still amazed that y'all be doing it so often <laughs> how you guys do it, you know, like, I don't think it's an easy thing, but it's such a necessary thing. It's such an important thing. Um, and so that, it's just a reminder that we, we, we're not meant to do what's easy. Holiness is not easy. Nothing that God has invited us or sent us to do is easy, um, but it's necessary. It's necessary for his kingdom. It's necessary for his people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's necessary for the continuation of, you know, dismantling and breaking um, the kingdom of darkness. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would love to hear a testimony that you have around this. Um, you know, I know, I mean, you have several different ones. Um, so yeah, whichever one you feel led to share um, in regards to deliverance. Yeah, so um, there are a lot of testimonies um, given from other people. When I think about my own testimonies, it's so hard to explain. I'm gonna try to share my own testimony. Um, I, but I, I wanna make one comment on what you said though, because deliverance, I think uh, the way people have heard something like deliverance before is like, you have a spirit of this, let me cast that out of you. And that was supposed to be deliverance. But um, deliverance in the work that we do is about understanding people's stories and the roots to what they're going through, the spiritual roots to what they're going through, as well as just the human, human things. And I think that um, without, you know, in the same scripture that Jesus is talking about deliverance, he says that the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. So, you know, everybody has a story, so it can be a lot to try to understand that story, hear enough of that story to know how to pray for people. And so um, that's just something that I thought about. But when I think about my personal testimony, um, when it comes to deliverance, there have been um, many times where I received deliverance um, listening, just listening to ministry, uh, ministry or teachings that, um, were, where, where the, the person speaking understood what it meant to engage strongholds and then prayed in that vein after, um, after teaching. Um, so that those types of testimonies run through my head, but I think what might be really beneficial to listeners is my most recent stretch of deliverance. Uh, the past, I think it must have been like uh, over the summer. It must have been over the summer where I had moments of deliverance from simply uh, pouring out my soul to God and w- without saying anything. Um, there was a lot of hurt. And I think this might need to be clear because deliverance isn't necessarily just dealing with sin issues but it's dealing with things in the soul um bondages in the soul and and not always things internal it's also things external so my testimony of deliverance is seeing the lord fight for me without anybody touching my head without any without me saying the right thing not hearing nobody say come out it's just knowing i'm receiving the deliverance of my God, the strong hand of my God, and nobody is saying anything. He's just doing this on his own, you know? So um, 
shoot, I could go in detail. I don't want to scare your, I don't want to scare your listeners, but um, I've yeah, just yeah. had. <laughs> we talk real up in here. <laughs> um, I can remember a couple times over the summer where um, I could feel my pain so raw, my pain from um, being a child, um, my pain from recent recent years um, transitioning into marriage and figuring out what that is and all of the insecurities coming to the surface. And I had um, a woman who came alongside me and addressed the fact that I had a lot of pain that I, I honestly, I had forgotten. She was telling me stuff that I was like, dang, that actually happened to me. Um, you know, it becomes old news when you walk around with it for so long. So she uh, helped walk me into a, a, a season of healing where I acknowledged the things that happened to me and how it impacted me now. And my only, uh, my only job was to pour my heart out to God and not try to talk to, you know, people about it, but uh, learn how to uh, heal in the presence of the Father. So that looked like me taking out my um, taking out my mat and laying on my face and just feeling what I felt in that moment and thinking about what what whatever was in my mind, not pushing it down. And there had been so many moments of just um, allowing the emotions to flood. But then allowing those emotions to flood, transition into uh, what I know was deliverance. And if you've ever received deliverance, you know that it can look all sorts of different ways, you know. Um, but there's a difference between crying and, and expressing emotion and, and getting freedom. So, so seeing my vulnerability before the Lord um, transition into uh him just capping on my enemies like that's what it feels like it feels like just an open blaze on hell and I know that I didn't have to do anything but but be before him there's a song yo (laughs) there's a song that says um and all I did was bow um I can't even remember nothing else because all I did was bow is the part <laughs> that's the part Google it y'all I'm sure y'all will find it yeah shoot I'll give you the song if I if I can find it. but it's like I didn't do anything and that is part of why deliverance opens this door of understanding of the grace of God yeah. we're saved by grace yeah. we didn't do anything except believe mm-hmm. so when I think about the fact that I would bow well I'm not gonna bow or get on my face unless I believe mm-hmm. so literally all I had to do was believe and act on that belief and the Lord showed up as my deliverer mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that and thank you for sharing that um that's so powerful I think even just you saying sharing that in the end of the belief of like since meeting you and go, going through the deliverance ministry and like going through the training I've like had a new perspective of my faith, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I actually learned what I believe and, and what my faith, where it's at. Like I learned that it wasn't where I thought it was. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then I learned the power it could have if I could get, if I could um, grow it to where it can be uh, with like a fuller belief in Jesus and his power um, mm-hmm. and what that can do. 
Um, so it's a just it's a such a powerful thing to know that that like deliverance yes is it can you know it sets us free through the, the the through Jesus but there's just so much more that we learn too we learn um, mm-hmm. about ourselves we learn about um, what what we've agreed with all our life uh, mm-hmm. and we also get we remember things I remember when I was with y'all I, something y'all prayed over something that happened to me when I was eight that I just never I didn't remember right for twenty years mm-hmm. um, that I literally either or blanked or whatever just forgot about um and it's just such an important thing uh yeah god wants to reveal all of the truth all of the light right he wants to bring everything to light um and and that's where his grace comes in and so thank you thank you connie um and y'all the reality is deliverance is it can be a little bit more complex than what we just shared and and that's what connie and um and her husband have their ministry for to um, to yes, be doing, you know, deliverance for people, but they also are just like open to like talk to people. And, and they also have, um, they have a class where they teach, Connie teaches women in deliverance, uh, which is kind of like in semesters. Uh, and then Jermaine also is doing it for ministry leaders, I believe. Uh, so, you know, there's so many ways to also just learn about this ministry and this work um, for you obviously to do it in your life, but also so you can minister to other people in your mm-hmm. life. Um, because the deliverance I, is not a secret for us to keep, right? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the, the previous one that Jermaine was doing was for ministry leaders. He's doing one in January called uh, The Deliverer in Me. So it's mm. for the moms, the dads, the pastors, the CEOs, you know, and seeing how has, how does God want to be a deliverer to you? And then, you know, that same spirit that has delivered you, it lives in you. Yes. So um, that's coming up in January too for anybody, not just yes. ministry leaders. And we'll put um, all the details um, in the show notes. So make sure y'all check that out. You can follow, Core, well, Core Values at Instagram, Core Values, but then also Connie um, at Conscious Core uh, on Instagram. Check out her book, her website, her ministry, uh, Flamingo, Trauma Recovery, all the things. She is doing incredible things um, for the kingdom of God and his people um so thank you connie thank you for coming on and talking to us um and yeah i'm looking forward to just be able to people hear people's testimonies from this yeah thank you for having me this was so fun i didn't know what i was gonna say but you know the holy ghost took off hallelujah <laughs> amen <laughs> Ladies, I pray that conversation blessed you and that you're able to apply some things you heard or learned to your continued growth on your faith journey. Share any thoughts or testimonies you have by leaving us a review and make sure you subscribe. Meet us here next week for another episode of Yas and Amen.